Welcome to another faith-building message from Samuel Pada, pastor of the King's Temple in Hyderabad, India. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. Well, we're continuing to study, or we're continuing on, our, uh, on the subject of uh, faith, the creative power of faith. Now, last time we were talking about the word being of prophetic nature. Now, every statement of scripture, remember, every statement of scripture is a commandment. That's why when God spoke to Ezekiel and said, say, Ezekiel spoke to the bones where it was hopeless. Yet when he spoke the word, something began to happen because the word is creative. Somebody shout amen. Now, this word of God has been given to us. And the Bible says, according to 2 Peter or 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 19 to 21, that the word of God is a more sure word of prophecy. It's prophetic in nature. So we need to learn to speak for the word of God in the midst of opposing circumstances. When there is death facing us, you speak life. You speak the prophetic word because the word can create life. Say amen. It can bring resurrection to something that is dead. Come on, I want you to understand this. I don't care where you are right now in your own personal situation regarding your job, your family situation, your marital situation, your situation with children. Even if it looks hopeless, don't speak words of hopelessness. But begin to speak words of the word of God that is filled with hope and faith. Abraham hoped against hope. Amen. Now that hope comes from the word of God. So Abraham began to speak, not what he experienced, not what he saw, but he spoke what God said. Somebody shout amen. So we got to learn this as people of God that are serious about winning in life, overcoming every opposition, walking in victory. There is no way you're going to experience this if you become servant to your circumstances and you come under pressure and you speak what your circumstances say you say what other people say or you say what your experience says but in the face of that opposing situation in the face of negative circumstances remember the word is creative in nature the word is prophetic in nature so you begin to speak although it makes no sense to your mind somebody shout amen See, when, because when you speak the word, you're using the word and you, you are releasing God's power spoken through your mouth. Say amen. So I want you to understand, whatever you're facing, whatever challenge that is, find a scripture. Let the Holy Ghost guide you to that scripture. And you begin to speak that word. And that word will change everything for you. Say amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So every commandment of God is, every scripture is a commandment. All right. Now we said, that's why he said, Whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Whosoever shall say, you got to say. It looks impossible that, we, that you can move a mountain through your words. But the Bible says you can if you can speak it without doubt in your heart. Somebody shout amen. 
So there is so much power that is locked into that word that if you will believe that word and speak it, it will make a mountain to move. Amen. So no matter what that mountain is that you're facing in life, no matter what that challenge is and how impossible it looks, don't say what, it, what appears to your eye, but say what God says. Somebody shout hallelujah. Come on, shout hallelujah. Now, even God had to say before he saw it. Amen. Even God had to say it before he saw it. He said, let there be light and then light came. So this is a principle in the word of God that we got to learn. Most of us or most people are defeated in life. Not because God doesn't love them. Not because God hates them. Not because God doesn't want to answer their prayers. But because you don't comply to the demands of the scripture. This is discipline. You got to learn to walk according to scripture. But most people don't want to. All they want to do is sit in a corner and cry and beg. That will not change the scenario. That will not change your situation. That will not bring about the miracle that you're longing for. But when you want the power of God to manifest and the miracles to manifest, you got to learn to speak in the face of negative situations what the Bible says. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. You got to say what God said. You got to receive that word. If a prophetic word has been spoken over your life, if a man of God or a woman of God has released a word, you take that word. And no matter what the reports are, no matter what people are saying, no matter what your experience is, you say, no way. That word has been spoken. I stand on that word and I declare that word because that word will cause everything to change because my faith is locked and in my faith is released through my speech. Come on now. Amen. It is not your tears that move God. It is faith that moves God. Did you get what I said? It is not your tears that move God. It is your faith that moves God. So let's begin to learn to say something which is in line with God's word. Don't say things that are contradictory to the word of God and expect miracles. Did you get what I said? I said don't say anything that contradicts the word of God. And then believe for a miracle to happen. It cannot happen. Well, there are things that happen when you speak. Number one. When you speak, Satan bows. When you speak, Satan bows. You got to speak to the devil. Like Luke chapter 21. And verse 15. Luke chapter 21 verse 15. For I will give you a mouth... And wisdom. Thank you Jesus for giving me a mouth and wisdom. Come on. Say that with me. Thank you Jesus for giving me a mouth and wisdom. Thank you Jesus for giving me a mouth and wisdom. So you got to appropriate the scripture. You got to make it yours. See that's what it means to dwell in the Lord. If you abide in me. And my word abides in you. He that dwelleth in the secret place. What does this mean? It means you are constantly practicing the presence of God by speaking the word and maintaining that thought in your mind and in your heart. Thank you, Lord, for giving me the mouth and your wisdom. Hallelujah. You've been made wisdom unto me. So I believe wisdom will flow out of me, Lord, when I speak, when I open my mouth. I thank you that I'm flowing with the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. Amen. 
You got to begin to appropriate and know what God said. Believe what God said. See, most of us say, yes, I believe. But then we truly believe our feelings. That's why we get defeated. But if we can only believe what God said and not comply with or not agree with our feelings, then we will begin to flow in the supernatural. Say amen, somebody. I will, for I will give you a mountain wisdom which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay or resist. That word gainsay is an old English word which really means they will not be able to deny, dispute or contradict. Hallelujah. So when you speak, when you speak with the mount that God has given you and the wisdom that God has given you, the enemy, the person that is trying to oppose you will not be able to deny, will not be able to dispute or contradict. To speak or act against or oppose you. Glory to God. God is saying, I'm going to give you a mount that when you speak, you're going to silence your enemy. Hallelujah. When you open your mouth and speak, your enemy will be silenced. They will not even know what to say. Glory to God. See, that consciousness should come into us. How do you develop your spirit, man? Praying tongues? Okay, good. That's one. One way. Number two is to meditate on the word. Meditating on the word is to dwell on it, to keep it in your mind, to go through it. And constantly become aware of what God is saying about you. You see, our experiences, some bad experiences you go through and you say, you're defeated, man. I don't know, every time I try to do this, I just fail. Everything falls apart. I've tried in the last six times, every time I've done something, it didn't work out. So obviously, an unknown impression is built into you saying that I'm a failure. So with that constant thought of I'm a failure, you're praying now for victory. But deep inside you're believing you're a failure. See, this is where you have to develop your spirit man. It is not just saying I'm a winner, I'm a winner, I'm a winner. It has to flow out of your spirit man. So you got to build the consciousness of a, consciousness of a winner. And that comes about by taking scripture. And putting it in your mouth, and putting it in your mind, and putting it in your heart. That is dwelling with him. That is dwelling in his presence. That is abiding in his presence. That is his word being in us. Are you with me everybody? So we got to constantly work on it. So we say, thank you Lord for the mouth and the wisdom you've given me. That when I speak, nobody can gainsay or resist me. My opposition will be silenced. And I know I'm a winner because what proceeds out of my mouth will be the word of God. What proceeds out of my mouth will be the wisdom of God. What I do will be based on the wisdom of God. Somebody say amen. Glory to God. As we build this consciousness, my friend, you'll begin to realize and begin to taste a victory in your life. Say amen. Luke chapter 10 verse 19 says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Glory to God. Nothing shall by any means hurt me. Somebody say that. Say it again. Nothing shall by any means hurt me. Nothing shall by any means hurt me. Nothing shall by any means hurt me. That has to be built into your consciousness. Pastor, 
that man is casting a spell. They're doing black magic against me. They're trying to do all kinds of evil. And when I woke up and I was stepped out of the house that morning, I saw some lime. I saw a, a, a chili. I saw some turmeric. I saw all this. Walk over it. Said nothing shall by any means hurt me. No matter what they do, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Glory to God. No matter how much they try. Because remember, the devil has been defeated. The devil is not going to be defeated. Jesus went down to hell, destroyed his power, annihilated him, took the keys of death and hell from his hands, came back and said, it is over. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You are no longer in a battle. It is you, you, Whatever battle you're facing is in your mind. The devil is a defeated foe. It's something you've got to establish in your heart and in your mind. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. See, no devil can stop the effect of your words. That's why you need to speak. Silent Christians cannot have any signs from God. If you're a child of God, you've got to be vocal. Hallelujah. You got to say what God says. My God shall supply all my need. You walk into the house, there is nothing. You open the fridge, there is nothing. You walk into the pantry, everything is empty. You try to reach in your pocket, the, the wallet is empty. You try to reach and open the, your wife's purse, there is nothing there. But my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ. Money, come to me now in Jesus' name. Speak to it. Command it. Command it to come to you. Don't sit in a corner and say, oh Lord, why are you doing this to me? Lord, I'm so faithful. I go to church. I give my tithe. I return my tithe. I give offerings. I pray much. I'm praying in the Holy Ghost. Why are you doing this? Are you a fool to even ask that question? God is not the one that's doing that. God is not the one that's doing it. The devil is trying to use our ignorance to keep us trapped. That's why you're going to attack the devil and say, no way devil, you cannot keep me in lack. Poverty cannot rule over my life. Therefore I declare, when I speak, no devil can stop it. And I declare in the name of my Lord Jesus Christ, all my needs are met. Hallelujah. But my God shall supply. Not you devil. God shall supply. I don't care what you're doing against me. God is going to overcome that for me. And God is going to provide for me. Therefore I command money wherever you are. My name is written over it. My name is written over it. So you know where you should be. You should be right now in my pocket. Amen. So I command you to come right now to me. In Jesus mighty name. Somebody shout hallelujah. It is not legal. And it is not right for a child of God to be starving. It is not right. It is not correct. And it is an error. For a child of God to be living in poverty. When Jesus has paid the price. When Jesus has made the provision. The only reason we're not enjoying it. Is because you're not bold enough to vocalize your faith. Faith is released by the spoken word. So you got to learn to speak your faith. The power he has given you is in your mouth. So if you shut your mouth. The power is not released. Somebody say amen. The words you speak carry the power of God. What you say under the circumstances is what matters. What you say 
under the circumstances is what matters. When you don't have anything, what do you say? When you're feeling sick in your body, what do you say? What you say under the circumstance. Under the circumstances, the disciples said, don't you care? We are about to die. Don't you care that we are perishing? They walked Jesus up. Under the circumstances, what did Jesus say? Peace be still. He knew who he was. He said, I know my God said, my father said, I shall go to the other side. Which devil? Where is that devil that can stop me? He said, every devil, every demonic power that has caused this storm to rise, listen to my words. Peace be still in the name of Jesus is what we need to say. Amen. We got to vocalize our faith. Come on, child of God. Enough is enough. You kept silent for too long. You've just murmured for too long. You've just whispered for too long. The devil does not like those, does not hear those kind of words. The devil is a crook. The devil is a criminal. And you need to know how to talk to a criminal. You need to know how to talk to a crook. That crook and the criminal does not know what it is to, to answer to politeness. You got to be rough. You got to know how to put pressure on him. You got to let him know who you are. You got to let him know you are in charge and not he. He is not in charge, but you are in charge charge because God has anointed you to be in charge of your life. Somebody shout amen. amen. Glory to God. What you say under the circumstances is what matters. What did Jesus say to the storm? Be still. Amen. Satan will give up and back off when you begin to speak the word of God. Satan will stop its endeavors and back off when you begin to speak the word of God. Number one, Satan will bow. Number two, angels act on what you say. See, when you say something, there are things that are happening. God has given us to take over and subdue the enemy, the demonic powers behind that issue, by the word we speak. And when we speak, listen to Psalm 103 verse 20, please. Psalm 103 verse 20. Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. The angels that excel in strength and do his commandments, hearkening to the voice of his word. Angels stand in a, to attention to carry out what you say, which is in line with what God said. See, your angels are activated and your angels begin to work when you say what God said. Because they're waiting on the word of God. My friend, that's why you should learn not to joke too much. When you say contrary words to the word of God and say you're joking, the angels cannot work. It's confusing commands. So angel will not move. That's why... There is, a, there is a statement, there is a verse in Ecclesiastes I want you to see. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 6. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 6. Suffer not thy mouth to cause thy flesh to sin. Neither say thou before the angel that it was an error. Don't say something and say, oh, I'm sorry. Wherefore should God be angry at thy, vo at thy voice and destroy the work of thine hands. 
So don't stop joking like that and stop saying things that are contrary to God's word and expect the angels to work for you. The angels cannot work. Number three, God backs whatever you say. God backs what you say. Isaiah chapter 44 verse 26. Isaiah 44, 26. He confirmeth the word of his servant and performeth the counsel of his messengers. Glory to God. He confirmeth the word of his servants and performeth the counsel of his messengers. God abideth faithful and he cannot ever deny himself. You know, that's why we need to learn when we say something, God is backing it up. Especially when you're saying something from the word of God. Say amen. He said in Joel chapter 3, and this we said last time too. He said, Joel chapter 3 verse 10, he says, Beat your plowshares into swords, your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, let the weak say, well that's the word of God. So let the weak, see whenever we're feeling weak, let's say what? I am strong. Somebody shout, I'm strong. Come on, say I'm strong. See, it's when you say, I am strong, that your faith will connect you to the divine strength of God and cause that weakness to be swallowed up by God's strength. But when you're feeling weak, we are tempted to say, I'm weak. Because that makes us feel good. And that draws sympathy from others. And that draws people to us to sit and to, you know, sympathize and sorrow with us. But that is not going to give you any divine strength. But if you want to draw on the divine strength of God, even while it's paining and you feel weak, you've got to say what God said. And God said, let the weak say, let the weak say, amen. And the Bible says he became poor that we might become what? So everyone that is facing poverty or facing lack or going through a hard time in that area should say, I am what? Come on, shout. Say, I'm rich. Say it again, I'm rich. Say it again, I'm rich. And you know what? When you say that, people will misunderstand you. People will talk negative about you. People will talk bad about you. People will heckle at you. They say they're rich. Look, they don't even have proper clothing. But they boast that they're rich. No, no, no. We're not boasting in us. We're boasting in him. He said, say, I'm rich. He said, say, you are the healed. He said it. So I'm only complying with the demands of scripture. I'm complying with the demands of the spirit world that if I want to connect and draw from the spiritual resources of God, then I need to do what he told me to do. And these are the instructions. If I want to feel and experience the strength of God, even when I'm feeling weak, I need to say, I am strong. That is not to say that you have to deny feeling weak. In spite of feeling weak, I'm denying the power of weakness to take over me. I'm not trying to communicate to you. When I say, listen to this please, this is very careful. When I, okay, very important. When I say, let the weak say I'm strong. When I say I'm strong, I am strong. I'm not trying to communicate with you. Are you with me? I'm not communicating with, with other human beings. I'm not trying to impress upon you and say, no, 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 I'm not weak, I'm, I'm strong. No, I'm not trying to talk to you. I am doing something. This is my spiritual exercise. This is my medication. I'm not trying to tell you I'm not weak. Well, I might be feeling weak, 
But I want to talk to you about it. I want to talk to the one that can help me. Hey, when you're feeling sick, do you go to an accountant? Huh? Do you go to an accountant? You go to a doctor. When I'm going through a tough time, why should I go to you? You can't help me. He can help me. And he's telling me that this is what I need to do. Somebody say amen. So I'm going to do what he tells me. I don't care what you think about it. Sometimes we'll go to a doctor. He examines. He gives you a prescription. He says, this, this, this medicine. These are the things that I want you to take. You come home. Your relative says, where have you been? I've been to the doctor. What was wrong? And you tell what the problem is. And they say, this. So what, what medication has he prescribed? You go, oh, this one? No, no, this doesn't work. Uh, you should be taking the other one. You know, uh, I, I, when I went through this, I took this. This is not, this is new. This doesn't work. Stop it. Are you a doctor? I didn't come to you for advice. Are you a doctor? Are you qualified? You're not qualified to help me. He's qualified to help me. You're not qualified to make me rich. He's qualified to make me rich. When I say I'm rich, I'm not trying to boast. I'm not trying to communicate to you. I'm not trying to even tell you what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to tell him that I agree with what he said about me. Therefore, I don't care what you say, what you think, what you feel about me. It's none of your business. My business is to say what he told me to say. And I'm going to say I'm rich. Somebody shout I'm rich. Say it again, I'm rich. And you're not telling your neighbor about it. You're telling God that you're rich. Because you're trying to come in agreement with God. Do you understand what I'm saying this morning? It is not trying to be arrogant. It is not trying to deny something. It is not trying to say something that you are not, that you are. No, it is saying what God said. Are you, are you clear about this? But most people don't like to do it because when you say, when you say I'm rich, people might stop giving you when they, what they were giving out of pity. How long would you want to be pitied? You need to come to a place where you are envied. Every Christian should be in a place where he's envied, not pitied. That's what the Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 28. The people of the world shall envy you. That's what happened to Isaac. He became so powerful, so rich, so wealthy that the government began to fear him. And they envied, the Philistines envied one man, Isaac. It's no longer right for a Christian to be pitied. It is right for a Christian to be envied. Come on now, shout amen. That's why church, listen to me. Learn to speak the word only. Glory to God. Learn to say what God said. And when you say it, you don't have to say to anybody. The Bible says the woman with the issue of blood. She kept saying to herself. She kept saying in her heart. Under her breath. She kept saying. Uh, if I may but touch his, the hem of his garment, I shall be healed. If I may but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be healed. If I may touch the hem of his garment, I shall be healed. Come on. Say, you, say, you, come, you keep saying, not once, not twice, not ten times, not hundred times, not thousand times. It is as long as it takes for that word to become you and you become that word. Come on now. That is dwelling in the word of God. That is abiding in Christ. Say Amen. amen. You are talking the word, you're saying the word, you're memorizing the word, you're, you're, you're uh, regurgitating that word. That word is in your spirit, that word is in your mind, that word is in your mouth. So much so that suddenly it becomes a reality. Hallelujah. Somebody shout amen. amen. Now, when you say what he says, Satan gives up 
and angels come to minister and God goes ahead and confirms his word. When you say what he said. See, look at the story of Abram. When Abram was still Abram and had no children, God came to him and he said, your name is Abraham, father of many nations. So from that day, Abraham began to say what God said. Say only what he said or God said, then the angels will minister and God will back you up. Glory to God. So that's why I said, listen, that word should be in you. This is the scripture that God gave to Joshua. Meditate on that word day and night. Day and night. That word should become a part of you. That word should become a part of your thought processes. The word should become a part of your saying with your mouth. The word should occupy your spirit. That's why the Bible says in Romans chapter 10 verse 8. What saith that the word is nigh thee even in thy mouth and in thy heart. Hold it. Where is the word? In the mouth, in the heart. Do you get it? So for meditation... The word has to be in the heart and in the mouth. In the heart and in the mouth. The heart is significant because it's not only talking about the spirit, but also your mind. Your heart represents your soul as well. So the soul, the mind is a part of the soul. So the scripture, the word is nigh. It's close to you. Where is it? It's in my mind. It's in my spirit. And it's in my mouth. That's meditation. So constantly we got to say what God said. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror through him that loved him. Me. Hallelujah. I'm more than a conqueror. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe to our podcast channel for past episodes. If you've been blessed by the message today, consider rating it and even sharing it with friends. For more content from the King's Temple or to connect with us, visit kingstemple.in. Have a blessed day.